the top five things women wished men cared about with their health. Now, okay, before you sigh or groan or just even stop listening entirely because your man brain went to the old cliche of a woman nagging you about your health, I want you to just pause for a second. And that's going to be the first challenge and the first takeaway from this episode. I'm four sentences in and we got a challenge and a takeaway. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead of outright rejecting this idea, you know, or, or, or staying with this idea of saying, this is just nagging. I hate it. Why, why are you bothering me with this? Instead, say to yourself or out loud, that's an interesting point. I'll have to consider that. And then marinate on what was just told to you without judgment. Let it sit there for two or three days and then reevaluate that thought. Because a lot of times, as we know, another person's perspective might help us see blind spots that we don't if we don't reject it outright. So and consider, too, the reason women want to have these conversations is because they care about our health. And for the longest time on this guy talk show, who cares about men's health? A majority (laughs) of our listeners have been women. We don't know why for sure, but it might have something to do with they were looking for insight to help the men in their lives. Because whether it's wives, moms, sisters, daughters, aunts, grandmas, the health decisions men make not only impact our own health and us, but they impact others in our lives. So the first thing we have to do is reframe it from nagging or however you're framing this to concern. And that can be tough and take time. So in an effort to continue to challenge old paradigms, we're going to ask women what they want the men in their lives to know about health in a series that we're calling Women Who Care About Men's Health. Yeah, I like it. Oh, we answered the question finally after <laughs> five years. Who cares about men's health? health? Women do. Women. That's the answer. Women do. That's the answer. Women the women in our life. Yeah. This is Who Cares About Men's Health with information, inspiration, and a different interpretation of men's health. I'm Scott Singpill. I bring the BS. The MD to my BS, Dr. Troy Madsen. Scott, good to be here. Good to be talking about men's health and good to be talking to a woman. He's an I care about my health convert, producer Mitch Sears. Excited to get some perspective. Yeah, you sound excited. <laughs> you sound thrilled, <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. Um, this might be tough for our guest today. Mitch might be the hard one here on the show. <laughs> He's the tough. He's the resistant one. Yeah. And because he knows today's guest the best, I'm going to let Troy introduce our guest today. I do know today's guest the best. This is Tammy King. This is my younger sister. She's an incredible mother. She's a runner, has completed multiple marathons, including the Boston Marathon. Uh, She has a master's degree in English, has taught at a college university level, and now works as a technical writer for a tech company. So Tammy, thank you so much for being on our show. Thanks, Troy. I'm excited to be here. Is that the nicest Troy's ever been to you right there? Oh. <laughs> He's a really nice brother. Yeah. There was no yeah. on you. There were no little jabs. No, nothing. No, he's, he's a good one. He's a keeper. There we go. Thank All you, right. Tammy. All right. Some other things to know about Tammy, uh, in addition to that, she's Troy's sister. Uh, and before you say something like, wow, you guys are lazy. Troy's sister's your guest. Is that where we're at on the show? Uh, <laughs> this is what it's come to. <laughs> we just pull family members in. We're if just... you ever want to be on the podcast, you can always reach out to us. We invite anybody to be on the show. Hello at thescoperadio.com. So anyway, Troy's sister, avid podcast listener and loves who cares about men's health. Um, Tammy, do you love it because your brother's on it or did you discover it independently? How did that happen? Well, I discovered it through Troy, but it has helped me so much as a mom. Um, it's interesting because my kids started to go through, my older teens started to get acne. And at that time, I was listening to your dermatology podcast. And he talked about how no teen should have to have acne. And you recommend a different gel. 
Um, and I went and got that right away. And my kid's acne cleared up. Like it was just oh, so cool. awesome. And That's just cool. so many things like that have happened, like where I love using TD's recipes for my family, trying to make it healthier. Oh, Teresa Dvorak from the uh, the yeah. Man Meal series. Yes, I love her curry, and I've used that multiple times. It's become a staple in our house. Yeah, but it's great. Like the hidden sugar um, episode has been great for my family. Like we'll look at how many added sugars are in cereal. We'll look at added sugars in different things, and I discuss it with my kids. So that's been really valuable. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. I, I have to say that episode probably has been the most impactful of any of the yeah. dietary things we talked about because <laughs> I was so shocked. And then I look at the sugar that's in stuff I was eating, like yogurt. I was like, oh, yogurt's healthy. So yeah, right. I, I totally agree. So just overall, it's been an awesome podcast for me as a mother and a wife and a daughter and a sister just in general. So I appreciate what you guys do. All right. So the list is the five things women wished men cared about with their health. So Tammy, um, how did you come up with this list? You're the one that approached us with this list. So um, I have, I run with a lot of friends and all of these friends are um, female and they're very concerned about their health. I mean, they're running with me every day. Sometimes when we had little, little kids, we'd have to wake up at 3 a.m. to get in our long runs. But so they're very concerned about their health, but their loved ones in their lives were not. And it became a point of topic on our runs, just how do you help the men in your lives catch this vision of health or want to be healthier? And so it kind of made me think about this topic, like how can we help the men in our lives be healthier? And as you mentioned, Scott, in your intro, nagging, nagging does not help. Huh. Yeah. It <laughs> it's not effective. So women do effective. know that. I I didn't think women knew that. No, I'm just kidding. And so like I sense a lot of frustration, but I'm not even sure how you can help any loved one be healthier. I think it's something internal. So did you talk to these friends and get their input into the top five list? Like that I the, did. you wish they cared about? Yes. Yes, I talked to these friends. I talked to my mom. That's that's my mom too, just yes. in case you know. Okay. And then I actually consulted um, ChatGPT oh. just to see yeah. what the internet would say. So I looked all over for articles or something, and there's not a lot out there. And so huh. ChatGPT was helpful, and it was identical to what my friends and my mom and I came up with. Really? Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. Which is what was your cool. when you saw that? Like, what did you think? I was impressed. I yeah, think, huh? <laughs> I guess it's pretty universal. Then I guess yeah. these concerns aren't like some fringe concerns. No, uh, that you know only the women in our lives have. This seems to be pretty universal across all women. Wow! But when you said that the men in the the lives of these women that you've talked to don't care about their health, like expand on that a little bit. Like, what does that mean? Or is that getting too much into your list? It's mostly, for a lot of them, is frustration of being, their spouses being out of shape and overweight and not being able to keep up with them on or play with the kids. Um, okay. Another friend, it was uh, her husband really struggled with depression mm. and was unwilling to admit that. So things like that came up. And any any idea why the men just kind of ignore these things or don't deal with them? Ooh. Is it they're unaware? I mean, do you have any insight on that from 
yourself or the women you talk to? I don't. So that would, that's the question I'd ask you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the $100,000 question. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And I think we've kind of talked about that before. A lot of time it's pride or it's just, you know, we just don't feel like we have the time to address it or we have other priorities or, you know, so I think there are a lot of factors, but it's interesting though, that you, like you said, Tammy, a lot of these women you talk to noticed in their husbands, they, they had these issues and they, they wished they cared about them, but again, the challenge is how do you get people to care about it? But I'm curious, I'm curious how this list looks. Okay. One more comment on that. There was a great Washington post article that came out in April and it just said men are socially programmed to not complain. And so um, it could be part of it. Cultural biases around masculinity that teach boys and men to hide their feelings and not complain about their health. Yep. And yeah. it's a sign of weakness as well. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Like you're not strong yeah. enough to deal with whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a lot yeah. of reasons why. And and I would imagine too, just maybe being unaware could yeah. truly be one of them as well. I think there's a, it's really a complicated question. So Right. And there's one more um, thing I want to mention too along that. So this is from the Washington Post article. For years, the widely held belief in medical circles was that women use too many health health care resources compared to men. As a result, men were viewed as a standard for seeking health care, while women were often dismissed as hysterical or anxious when they sought care. And they said, we used to think women were overutilizing health care and men were doing it correctly. What we realized was that most women were doing it better mostly for preventive care and men were actually underutilizing health care. Ah, interesting. Fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And it's probably because historically a lot of, you know, going back 50 years, a lot of the healthcare providers, at least on the physician side were men. And so they probably thought, well, this is what I would do. And these women are here for things I wouldn't come in for. And, <laughs> right. right. Know, so, yeah. so surely they're wrong. <laughs> it's like, right. yeah. yeah. As men, we're the ones that are just, yeah, we should be addressing these things, but for whatever reason we don't. So by the way, Tammy, you came prepared. Do you want to, yeah. you, want to you want a spot on the show? I than I do. <laughs> yeah. We've been having some issues with Troy lately. We've been looking for now. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. <laughs> All right. So, guys, let's go ahead and have our guesses. Okay. Uh, what might be on Tammy's list, and we'll see how well yeah. we can do. I'm yeah. sure we'll do terribly. Uh, the top five things women wished men cared about with their health. Let's start with you, Troy. What do you think's on this list? Uh, diet's got to be on there. Like healthier eating. I'm, I guarantee women wish that men ate either fewer calories or less sugar. Um, a more balanced diet, more fruits and vegetables. That's yeah. got to be on there. Or more of a plant-based diet, right? Yeah, Which, more of a again, plant-based diet. Yeah. Plays into this whole manly thing that men don't eat salads, we eat steaks, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Got to have our meat. All right, Tammy, are you keeping track? Uh, so at the end here, we can see who got the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I know, score. yeah, I know Troy's going to want to turn it into a competition. So. I didn't say that. No, no. <laughs> Tammy knows everything in our family becomes a competition. So I intentionally try to avoid it. That's so. just the nature of the, the Madsen family. Yes. Yeah. All right, Mitch, what's on your list? What do you think? What do you think is going to be on the list? All right. So I was really fighting against all of the stereotypes from like sitcoms in my life, like oh, the no, like no. married with lean, children, like lean all into the, it, lean into that. Into okay. It. All right. That's real life. Because that's so I was thinking that like uh, work stress, probably a big one, like men like not dealing with their mental health and getting super stressed at work. 
uh, I thought diet, diet and fitness, right? It's like the, you know, the, the, the perennial, like, fat slob of a husband type of stereotype, right? Hey, but you should probably care about that. Um, and then uh, preventive care. The guys never go mm. to the doctor. They're yeah. really bad when they're sick, but they don't go, et cetera. So it's that kind of stuff, like not, not getting help when they need it. That's a good one, too. Right. Yeah. Colonoscopies. Colon, yeah, it's constantly, yeah, a joke yeah. on there, too. So, yeah. All right. Well, boy, it's hard going third because... <laughs> Do we still all yours? <laughs> yeah, a lot of mine have been crossed off. But I think in my life, the main one is... And, and my wife, I wouldn't say that she ever nags me about these things. So I'm pretty fortunate. But there are times where she's like, I think you should go to the doctor about that. And, and I'm like, I think I know when I need to go see the doctor. <laughs> <Right. laughs> my yeah. time frame is just a little different than yours. But <laughs> I would say that that's one. Um, even I'm guilty of that. Um, I think another one is like men ignoring nagging health issues that they won't stop talking about or that other people in our lives see that they decrease our quality of life. And they think if we just go do something about it, then, you know, we'd live such a better life. I have an example in my life. I'm not going to name who, but hearing aids, just not wanting to wear hearing aids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And we know that not hearing can lead to mental health issues. It leads to disengagement and that sort of thing. But for whatever reason, you know, it's not manly to wear hearing aids or we deny that we have that issue. Mm -hmm. uh, Mitch, uh, right on that, you should see a mental health professional about blank, uh, yeah. better managing stress or dealing with a traumatic event in their life or childhood issues that might be getting in the way of our relationships. I think women can really see that and we can't. Uh, and then one nobody else guessed, use sunscreen. Oh, sure. <laughs> like, I am stronger than the sun, as far as I am concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I just have a nice leathery complexion. Why should I need sunscreen? Right. Oh, like, just put that stuff on. Why don't you use it? Ah, I'm not going to. So that, those are my guesses. Tammy? That's a good one. Yeah, how did we do? Did any of us get anything on the, on the <laughs> right? Actually, yeah, you're all winners. Uh, we're all winners. Uh, yeah. uh. Yes, except for the sunscreen one. Okay. All, okay. They're all within the list, but sunscreen right. is definitely up there. It just wasn't in the top five. So, well, okay. I mean, so that's, that's your somewhere. that's your fault because that should be <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really your fault, your friend's fault, and our mom's fault. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we really missed on that one. Yeah, we did exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to the list. Top five things women wished men cared about with their health. Let's start with number five, which you've already told us is these. This is in numerical order. So number one is the most important, yes. according to you and your friends and the people you talk to. So what's number five? In chat GPT. Okay. So okay. number five is healthy lifestyle. So this includes quitting smoking, avoiding excessive alcohol consumption, and making long-term health choices that support a healthy and sustainable lifestyle. So right. you guys have hit on this a lot within your podcast, just um, maintaining that healthy lifestyle and avoiding um, these various addictions. Yeah. So it is a little bit broad, but it sounds like, yeah that, yeah, that relates to just avoiding the bad habits, the bad health habits, and then having some good ones in there as well. Yes. Yes. That one was quite broad, but it's mostly, yeah, yeah. the smoking and alcohol use. So Okay. Yeah. Smoking and alcohol was, that's, that's probably more the nutrition in your group, would you say? Yeah, that that's interesting. And it's also interesting. I think maybe the reason I could speak to the drinking because I like to drink beer. I love craft mm -hmm. beer. Um, and I've heard that before. Maybe you're drinking a little too much mm -hmm. and I haven't responded positively to it. Um, and I'm going to admit I was probably using alcohol as a distraction to other things that were going on in my life, even though at the time I would deny it. And I might even still deny it if you really press me on it. But I mean, let's be honest. 
And I think the other thing is with all of these things, I think sometimes we as a society and men see this as an, a, a yes or no, an on or off thing, right? Like yeah. stop drinking less means I can't drink anything as opposed mm-hmm. to just being maybe more reasonable or moderate about it and having that discussion. Well, what could that look like? Maybe that's just a couple on the weekend. Maybe instead of four at the party, it's two, you know? And I think too, for me, the reason maybe I push back against that is because that's hard. That's hard to do. Yeah. You know, and it's not fun to just have a couple as opposed to three or four. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, again, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of other health habits, like maybe it's sodas, but maybe that's going to fall under more of a diet thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it sounds like it's just kind of those things that maybe a man does that, like you mentioned, Scott, that maybe we just don't have the insight into, you know, maybe it's it's a little more excessive than it should be. Yeah. And it becomes problematic and and the women in our lives wish that we could cut back or, 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 or leave to have it all together. These are things men do. We drink, yeah. we smoke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Society that, has told us that that's what man, manly men do. Sure. Well, cause, Cause that's kind of what I was thinking too. It's not just women, but like when, when I was, uh, some of my partners in the past, like it's been, you know, Hey, notice you've been smoking a lot lately, you know, back when I was still smoking and it was like, it was an affront, right? It was this, Mm -hmm. like, you don't know how hard I have it and you don't know. Like, it was that kind of response. But looking back, especially these days, um, I, they, they just cared, you know, they didn't want me, they were seeing what as an outsider, they were seeing what it was doing to my health, seeing what it was doing to my mental health, seeing what it was doing to my sleeping, everything. Right. And so for them, it was, Hey, I, I care about you. I want you to be healthy. I hope you don't get lung cancer, right? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was like, no, no, yeah. you, guys, you're, you are, you are impinging on me. You are like, I, this is tyranny, like whatever it is, you know. But and yeah. I, in, a, in a couple episodes, we hit on this aspect too that, like, oftentimes smoking, drinking are the result of yeah. other things in our lives. Um, especially the one that we had, the episode we had with Lauren and his his struggle with alcohol, you know, it's not about the beer. It's not about the booze. It's not about the cigarettes. It's about something else. And that's scary to have to face. And it also seems kind of overwhelming at times to untangle all of that. So that thing goes away, right? It's not just about quitting the drinking. Right. Tammy, any thoughts? We're just making a bunch of excuses. Is no, it like, no, sounds like a lot of justification. On no. Our part. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think so many people listening will relate to that. Like it is so hard. And I think also us men, we think, you know, if we put our mind to something, we should be able to do it. So if we want to quit drinking, we should just should. And sometimes yeah. it's harder than that. So then it's just easier to get defensive about it. Right. right. I don't know. Right. Anyway, yeah. uh, that was a great number five. Let's move to uh, number four on the list. Top five things women wished men cared about with their health. What's number four? Okay. So number four may not really fit, but it was important to those I talked to. And none of you, none of you guessed it. So it's understanding women's health issues. Oh, wow. is that interesting? Yeah, wow. Listen, we are so egocentric. <laughs> 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 that's I wish, fascinating. Yeah. Like, they just fascinating. wanted us to know them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's so. What if um? What if we don't want wow. to? <laughs> what if we just don't no. want to <laughs> Sorry, as women, we don't want to deal with it either. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that's like, fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a bomb you dropped on. You just dropped money right there. But yeah. If you think through your pa- 
past episodes, there was one where Troy was learning about pregnancy and labor and delivery. And, and that's what we're, we want is like have a little empathy to what we have to go through. And then this one, like menopause, um, just hormonal changes and everything like that. So yeah, that's a fascinating one. Yeah, that I'm. That's really interesting. That's at the top of top in these top five because it yeah. it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But you know, and it is obviously we're we're framing this as what women wish men cared for about their health, but it obviously relates to the health of the relationship. Yeah, and um, just I I think that you know in terms of a men's a man's empathy and mm-hmm. and uh, those factors as well, yeah. it relates to that uh, in terms of a, a man's actual you know, mental health or, or however we want to frame it. But, um, yeah. And that's funny. Cause that's something we really haven't talked about on the show. No. <laughs> the yeah. well, and I guess that's just kind of it too, is it's yeah. just like, you know, if, if all of our, if our response to the women in our lives and their health issues is women be crazy, right? If that's right. like, <laughs> if that is our response, like how much are we shutting down empathy or understanding or, you know, all of that just by yeah. being like, eh, ladies are sometimes weird, you know? I, yeah. yeah. Tammy, um, how would you suggest that us as men manifest those conversations, keeping in mind that maybe all women are a little different? Like, I'm picturing my wife and would she want to talk about her health issues? I don't know, you know, and maybe that's just me trying to avoid it. But how should (laughs) how, how would how would you or other women you've talked to like to see that manifested? Okay, so I do have something to say about this. So I've I have five children, so I've had a lot of pregnancies and um, I dealt with, this is really rare, but I dealt with prenatal depression. It was just for a short time, just a hormone spikes and it had a huge effect on me. And as I was going through this multiple times because of my pregnancies, it was very real to me. Like I would think something was wrong with my husband not taking me on as many dates as he should or spending as much time as they should with me, or I'd almost make up problems to compensate for what I was feeling. And the worst thing my husband could have said was, oh, it's just your hormones. Or, oh, it's just that time of the month. That is the worst thing. I think what men need to do is just say, oh, yeah, let's do this together. Let's go on a date. Like, even though I know once I'm past that period that I was being a little ridiculous, um, my husband taking my concerns seriously was the best thing he could have done and not just blaming it on hormones or pregnancy or any other related outside or what the real issue was. Take, take feelings seriously. And then would you want him to talk to you about them, discuss them, ask yes. you about them? Yeah. Okay. And it probably won't make any sense as you're talking to <laughs> make any sense. And you'll probably talk in circles over and over, but it helps so much. And I would love sure. to hear other women what they think. But for me, that helps like just talking through it and it won't make any sense at all. But then I get over it and I feel better and life goes on. So all right, That's guys. I, yeah, I think we learned something. I think I um, it. it's just your hormones is never a good response. <laughs> never a good response. <laughs> and how many of us men have used that response in, sure. you know, in in multiple situations with yeah, the women in their lives? And never just say it's that time of the month. Never ever no, do that. Say it. Never believe that. Don't, don't say it seriously and just smile and talk through it. And <laughs> yeah, that's good. We had an episode on that, didn't we, guys? 
Didn't we had we, the episode on on Dr. feelings Jones. with Dr. Being Jones. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. being available. Being yeah. Available, so yeah. in a sense, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Being available and talking through things, and you know, our tendency is it obviously it's kind of a stereotype, but we always just kind of want to okay, let's fix the problem. What's the underlying issue? Okay, hormones, great. Let's move on. <laughs> that. That's not a great approach. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a fix it solution. It's not. There won't be. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good thing to real. That's a great insight. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's it's not a fix it solution. It's a you know, let's talk about it. What, what's, you know, what can we do? But again, well, no, it's not, it's what, not what can I do? Cause I see, that's what I'm going to it's all like, the time. Yeah. Go get ice cream and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's go get ice cream and talk about it. Wow. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. another, there's another thing I just learned. Let's go get ice cream and blank. I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Uh, I hope that's not being too stereotypical. No. no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Wow. This is a great list. All right. So the top, Five things women wished men cared about with their health. Let's get number three on the table. Number three is mental health. And so all of you Mm -hmm. hit on this. Um, Women value men who prioritize their mental health and well-being. This involves acknowledging and addressing stress, anxiety, and other mental health concerns. So women wish men would seek support Mm -hmm. um, to deal with these problems. And your experience and the women's experience and chat GPT is that we don't. Um, Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, I do. Where it's, you just want to push it aside, ignore it, but it's definitely something there. Mm -hmm. And what are the repercussions that you see of not dealing with those sorts of things? I think it affects the family a lot. If it's a father or a husband, it really affects the family. And women will turn and think, oh, is it something I've done? Is it something I'm not good at? And it kind of makes them withdrawn from the family, where I think if there are mental health issues, get help so you can be present, so you can be there. Yeah. And do you did you find, so a lot of women who brought this up, were they saying they wish their husbands would talk to them more specifically about mental health concerns or issues mm. or more seeking professional help or kind of all of the above? Or, or what was the sense you were getting? So the sense I've received is their husbands do talk to them about it. Not really, though. I'd have to say not really. Like they know what's coming. They know that they're in a depressed state or and they wish that they would seek help. They wish that they would go and do what they need to, to help with their mental health issues. And I I know we've talked before too about how men a lot of times will manifest depression and anxiety as anger. Um, Did that come up where they, you know, women? Not, no. That that hasn't been so much. In my circles. It sounds like in your circles, it was kind of detachment. Detachment, withdrawn. withdrawn. Wanting to sleep for long periods. Interesting. And maybe they have brought it up with their spouse or at least in some form kind of brought it up. Are are you finding that they mentioned that they have felt depressed or is it more just kind of like, Hey, I just don't have the energy to, you know, to, to take on that project or help around the house. Is is it manifesting more that way? Or are they actually really acknowledging like, Hey, I'm depressed or, you know, what are those conversations like? So they don't, they don't acknowledge that it's depression. It's more the lack of energy, not wanting to do things withdrawn. And, and their wives are frustrated, but what can we do? We can't call in. I don't know. 
I don't think I would call the doctor for them. I'd want it to be their decision. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think you can. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. That would be, yeah, that would be a bad. Bad move. Just like yeah. telling a woman it's her hormones. I think yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the male equivalent. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 A guy would totally shut down if that happened. There's right. no question. <laughs> That's interesting, though. Yeah, and it makes sense. And we all mentioned it. We've we've given a lot of airtime to mental health, and I think that's a very good thing that we've done that um, because it's it's such a big issue, I think, for men where we just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. We just keep it inside. And you know, as Tammy mentioned, spouses, significant others, all pay the consequences of that. Families do, mm-hmm. and we may not even recognize it. We may just be like, I just don't have the energy or interest in doing that. You know, maybe that's how we see it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking when. Tammy said that is that, you know, our men making the link that that's depression. Right. Um, and then yeah. you know, for me with, with depression and I think in retrospect, I've had depressive moments in my life. Um, I, I think you're like, is this or isn't this? And you don't want to label it because you're like, Oh, it probably isn't. It's probably just life or it's probably this or probably <laughs> yeah. that. Right. It's, it's, it's the old analogy of if I break my arm, I can see it, but mm-hmm. yeah. you know, depression is a little bit more murky. Right. Right. And then it's just like, well, what am I going to do about it? If I go to somebody, what are they going to be able to do? Is talk talking about it's not going to change anything. You know, the only thing that's going to change is changing my situation. And I think we can fall into the trap of not realizing that there are people out there that have tools that can help us if we just go and give it a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a chance. That was actually one of the like the biggest things that my therapist ever like taught me was, hey, your partner isn't a therapist. Right. And it's as dumb as that sounds like it seems so obvious, but like, really, like you, this is your mental health is kind of something that you need to deal with. It is your responsibility. It's and 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 you need to do it with if if you're in a situation where you need professional help, you need to go to someone who has those tools. Right. The difference between like asking your buddy Dave to help with your car versus taking it to a mechanic. Right. Yeah. Like your partner cares and loves you and wants the best for you. But they're also unless unless you're dating a, a, a therapist, I guess, like it, they don't they're not the ones with the tools that can really help if you're in that state. It's the tools and it's also having an objective party because yep. mm-hmm. it's funny, like as a physician, I have the tools but like my wife, Laura, asked me to like, she had like this, I don't know, it was like a little lipoma, like a little fatty growth. And she asked me like on her back, very small. It's just like, well, could you just cut this off? I was like, sure, I can do that. I'm a doctor. It just totally grossed me out. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is ridiculous <laughs> and difficult. And she's like, you are a doctor, aren't you? It's like, yeah, I'm a doctor, but it's you. I'm cutting it. You, you know? So anyway, when you lose that objectivity... I think yeah. that makes it really difficult. So even if your spouse is an amazing therapist, I think it's just asking way too much of them to to try mm-hmm. and counsel you and help you through those things. So yeah. um, it's a great point of, of you know, I, I think they can help point you in the right direction, but seeking that external help, I think is probably better for the relationship too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still the stigma, like the stigma remains, even though we consider ourselves maybe a little bit more enlightened because we've spent some time talking to people and trying to deal with these issues. Um, you know, like my dad, would Kenny have ever gone to a therapist? No. <laughs> Why am I going? No. Sure. Right. But we live in a society, and this is the drum I love to bang, where we have to actively manage all aspects of our health. We can't just assume that we're going to get the activity and the nutrition we need. We have to actively manage that. And we're learning more and more. This, I mean, the same with sleep. Uh, and we're learning more and more that mental health is a thing that we need to deal with. 
our dads had issues that if they could have dealt with them or had some professionals, you know, give them some tools could have been better and happier people, mm-hmm. right? We kind of got to get over this. Um, and it's something that you have to take care of. You have to acknowledge and recognize and do something about. And we have a lot of episodes that cover that. So yeah. if you think that's a thing that maybe you should address, if there's just even this little inkling that oh, maybe that is it, it might be worth pursuing that. That's another challenge to you, the listener. Yeah. All right. Top five things women wish men cared about with their health. Number two. Number two. All of you hit on this. It's physical health. And that includes diet and exercise mm-hmm. and getting yeah. enough sleep. So that was included in that one. So. All right. Okay. Nice. Yeah, expand on that a little bit more. Women just want um, men who prioritize their well-being to make healthy choices. And um, all of these things, diet, exercise, sleep, contribute to that. Mm. And yeah. for you and the women in your life, what are some examples of how us men aren't necessarily living up to those standards? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where to begin? <laughs> Looks like this is going to be a two-part episode. Guys. <laughs> um, yeah. So I would say this is the common thread through all of, all of my friends, just uh, the frustration of their fathers not taking care of their physical health, um, their spouses. Even Ooh, fathers. Children. I'm sorry. I want to. I want to just emphasize that you said fathers. Which fathers. Interesting. Yeah. What a huge. What a huge point. And that yeah. kind of resonates me right with me right now. So yeah. thank you. Go ahead. Yeah. So I had a close friend, and she, she was. We were training for a marathon together, and she's just telling me how no one in her family ever exercised, and just they were amazed that she was actually trying to run a marathon. And she specifically talked about her dad. Like her dad was just struggling with his health. And he just never exercised and just didn't look at what he was eating. And she was very frustrated with this. But this is a common theme through many conversations I've had. And it sounds like it's it's not even necessarily just the specific things they're doing. It's just about, again, caring about it, yeah. like having like being like, hey, exercise is important or hey, diet's important. And it sounds like for a lot of these women, they were saying that the men in their lives, the men they care about were maybe just not even seeing the importance on that or not prioritizing it. Yeah. Another thing I've seen too is where they'll go on a diet, they'll lose a lot of weight, and then a year later, they're back to where they started. And so it's very frustrating. And I love how you guys say, no, don't do it that way. Just exercise, you know, start with 20 minutes or just try to cut out a few sugars or you just start small because it's something sustainable. So another frustrating thing is these men will go on these crazy diets or they'll have challenges with each other. We can get in one yeah. neighborhood where they would challenge each other to lose 20 pounds. They would do this crazy two-month challenge and they were done. And then after that, they were back to where they started. Interesting. Sure. It's funny you mentioned that because, yeah, you see that definitely. I, I think humans in general, people in general will try to find a quick fix and do that sort of thing. But certainly with men, maybe more the challenge and... Uh, like the heroic effort, like, hey, everyone check out what I'm doing. But then once you get to that point and everyone settles in like, oh, okay, this is you now, you know, you don't get the attention for it, for the weight loss you've achieved. Now it's just maintenance and maybe it loses some of its appeal. So I, I've absolutely seen that too. Yeah. They win their $200 from the pool of money and then they're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got your cash. You're done. And the bragging rights. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. You lose the bragging rights and the cash, it's, it's done. So what's left? You yeah. know, you can't lose another 20 pounds. <laughs> right. You can't That's actually that. got me thinking. 
about my dad a little bit because uh, when I was growing up, he he wasn't as physically active, and it seems like now you know the you know a decade or two later, he rides his bike all the time. All right, he goes mountain biking. He has this you know little foot paddle kayak thing that he's super excited about, and it's it's really cool to see just how much better his mental health is everything is and it's like my mom will she's like load the bikes up in the truck i'm driving you to the top of the hill like she's so excited and willing to be a part of that journey with him because she sees how much it it helps him and you know as a son and hearing you know my mom's excitement about it it's it is it's cool to have you know have a guy in your life a dad in your life that like it it takes it seriously yeah yeah and i and I think, too, kind of what you said, Tammy, like when you first said it, I was like, well, that's really broad. But I can certainly say there have been times in my life where I can say I did not care about my health. And maybe I didn't even realize I didn't care about it. But I, I, it wasn't something I really thought much about. It wasn't something I really prioritized. I was like, I'm fine, you know, right. um, where I look back now and, and it's kind of like, yeah, I, I really didn't prioritize it. It wasn't a high, you know, something I really thought much about. Right. Yeah. You have to engage in it. And, um, you know, you can just... I think we've talked about on this podcast a lot. It doesn't have to be a heroic effort. It can just be engaged with it in small ways, you know, um, and just try to be consistent with it and realize that all of these things we do today with our diet, our sleep, our nutrition, our mental health impacts the person we're going to be in the future. And if we're going to be a healthy, mobile person that's able to do the things we want and enjoy life, or are we not? Um, It doesn't have to be all perfect all the time, but I think you do have to realize that this is a daily investment on all these fronts that you have to do and they, they can be small little steps. So I like that. All right. Well, we are here. The top mm-hmm. five things women wish men cared about with their health. Number one, Tammy, what is all it? All right. Drum roll. Here we go. Regular health checkups. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. Got it. It is. So nice. you guys did an entire episode on going to see your primary care physician. So you're right on par. Yeah, but note that it took, we were well into 100 plus episodes <laughs> yeah. before we did it. <laughs> yeah, we started this five years ago. So that's, right. that's about how long it takes a guy to actually go in and see a primary care provider. Forget sure. the yearly checkup. Right. And also included in that are just the regular screenings and early detection test. Yeah. Is that a, is that a, is that a battle in the lives of uh, the women you talk to in your life? Yes. Getting a man to go do like a colonoscopy or getting oh, a cholesterol check? No way. No way they would. Go. Really? Yeah. So I, okay. So my husband and I have been married for 19 years and in those 19 years, he's gone to just for a regular checkup one time. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Poor Cameron. He's going to love that I said that. Poor guy. (laughs) Hey, I will just say if I did not have an insurance benefit that reduced my premium based on primary care providers, I never would have started going to one. I would have just been like, I'm fine. I don't need it. What's the point? So I, I, you know, as much as like, wow, you got to be kidding. At the same time, if I didn't have that incentive, I don't think I ever would have gone. Yeah. I think I'm the same way, you know, and we did talk about this in that recent episode. If it wasn't for the incentive, I don't know that I would go. I think now I'd be more likely to, but I know that there's definitely, even in me, this little sense of, I'm going to go in and they're just going to be, everything's okay. And then I'm going to leave. But, you know, there was a couple of times where everything was not okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And really the best case scenario is you go in and you do take some time out of your day and, you know, that sucks. And you have to sit in a waiting room and that sucks. <laughs> and you got other things you'd rather do and that sucks. But the best thing that could happen is you leave 
and the doctor's like, you're all good, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, why wouldn't you want that outcome? So my um, husband finally went. So he finally went to the doctor. Um, it's just like, we're turning 40. We need to figure out, make sure we're good. Um, check cholesterol. And so we just made an appointment with a doctor. I tried to get um, recommendations, but couldn't really find any good ones. So we just went, went with one on our insurance. And it was so funny because this guy just treated this doctor was just kept asking, well, what's wrong? Well, what's wrong? And my husband oh, saying, weird. I'm just here for a general checkup. And it's yeah. almost like we need to educate both sides. Yeah. yeah. We need to come in for general checkups too and, and treat them that way. Like, okay, we got to do all these tests. We got to make sure your yeah. level is good, your sugars, everything. So I thought that was interesting. And it kind of put a bitter taste in my husband's mouth about doing the general checkup. Like, Wow. Okay, I guess I don't need to go. Interesting. Or... That really that's disappointing to hear that. It because is. yeah, I mean, there are things that he should have checked and he probably sounds like he probably didn't. That's tough. But that kind of gets to our primary care provider episode also, where we just talk about, you know, we talked about that a little bit that doctors are humans and there's a wide variety of doctors yeah. and some have different mm -hmm. approaches to their jobs. And it's another reminder that again, like we as a society, and I think younger generations are doing better at this. We say the doctor is the keeper of our health. So when we go in and the doctor goes, well, why are you here? Well, just check up, I guess. That's another thing now we have to actively manage, right? Like if you get a provider like that, you have to, you have to be in charge of your health. And we probably really should be anyway. You, you have to be the one that goes in. Well, I understand that I need a colonoscopy when I turn 50 and I'd like to talk to you about that. And I'd like to get this done and this done. In a perfect world, is that the way it should be? No. But again, it's just another thing I guess we have to actively take charge of. Yeah. If you get a provider like that, you know, you might have to find a different provider. And I think it's also insight into us as men, like, right? How stereotypical was that response? What are you here for? Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it, again, it should, and again, colonoscopy at 45 had to correct you, Scott. Had to oh, throw thank it you. They changed Sorry. that. Didn't they they yeah. changed it. They changed it. And that's what my provider told me. That's, that's how it happened. I would not have known that because I just, it's not something I follow routinely, like, yeah. you know, regular health maintenance, stuff like that. Um, and it, he told me that only because I went in for my yearly visit. He's like, oh, yeah, they changed the recommendation to 45. You should probably yeah. do that. Mm -hmm. and, but just to circle back, like, it is interesting to hear that that is number one, because yeah. it, it really is. It seems low bar, but it, you know, I, I mean... There are men in my life that I've met that are will take their car to get that routine maintenance like clockwork, right? They take care of it. They wash it. They like, but when it comes to the idea of going in this meaty vehicle that we live in, like, no, like they're, they're, they will never go to the doctor for that. They will never get the routine checkup. And it, especially now I'm now the convert of the group, right? Like I'm, I'm the one engaging with my health or whatever, like man, things run a whole lot better now that I've had some things tested and it's regularly checked. And, you know, I, I had my first PCP visit a couple months ago that was, hey, you're fine. Yeah, oh, and, that and, was exciting. And it was exciting because it was like, we keep finding all these terrible things and uh, things I need to work on and things I need to fix. And man, oh man, it's like, okay, cool. Check next year to make sure I'm still doing okay. And it's like, absolutely, you know? Nice. And so it's just, it's kind of interesting that that's, yeah, that is a concern because how do you know if something's off? How do you know if your cholesterol is high? How do you know yeah. if you're at an increased risk of this, that, or the other? Yeah. You're not engaging. Yeah. Tammy, super insightful list. Yeah. That was yeah. fantastic. Guys, takeaways. 
Uh, my takeaway was the big surprise for me was the the, the top five uh, was that uh, women want us to care more about and be aware of their health issues yeah. uh, and women's health. And we haven't talked at all about that. It's also nice to know women have given this as much thought as they have in terms of what they really wish yeah. the men in their life yeah. cared about. So that's You're really right. cool. Yeah, you that's some great insight. on our conversations. It's, <laughs> it's quite yeah. entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like these were, these were not like trying to pry answers out of your friends Whoa. and the people in your, the women yeah, well, you talked to was this list came out pretty quickly. It sounds yeah, like very quickly. <laughs> Mitch, takeaways. Uh, so the thing that was really surprising to me was just how high preventative care was. Like it, it to me, it was like, oh yeah, the big, the big, you know, marquee ones. Quit smoking. Don't drink so much. Whatever. But to to hear that, really, the thing that our loved ones and the people in our lives really want us to do is to just do the routine maintenance. You know, for lack of a better term, like that's that's really interesting. And I and it. It's really like made me realize that, yeah, I should probably continue doing what I have started doing in the last couple of years. So my takeaway is we had a whole conversation with a woman about health and there was no nagging. I mean, there was absolutely none. <laughs> there was no nagging. <laughs> it was nagging. I think the challenge that I issued at the top of the podcast is still valid and it's a worthwhile one. So for the conclusion Work on that reframing. However you currently process incoming info from women or anyone in your life about your health, you know, maybe just pause for a second and then just say, even if it's to yourself, that's an interesting point. I'll have to consider it or try to figure out what the note is inside the note, as they like to say in script writing review. Like, what is the person really trying to say to me? They might not have packaged it perfectly. They might not have said it perfectly. They might not have even said what it was. It was their main concern. But what are they really trying to get at? And just really consider that and give it a few days. And then the second challenge is go to a woman in your life, whether it's a daughter, a sister, a wife, close friend, and ask them about your health. What do they care most about? Is there anything they're concerned about with your health? And it could seem like a big ask, but you know, like today's podcast, you might be surprised by the answers that they give and you might be surprised the motivations behind them. And there probably are going to be a lot of other surprises as well when you have those conversations. Yeah, I, I that's the number one thing on my list. I am fascinated by this discussion and I have never asked my wife, what do you wish I cared about with my health? I've never asked her that question. Wow. Yeah. I'm curious and I'm gonna I'm gonna approach it non defensively and just just out of just curiosity. So that's this has been good. Non defensively and curiosity. Do you uh have a takeaway or a final thought, Tammy? You've been a fantastic guest. Oh, thank you. My yeah, my final thought is when I first asked my mom, when I first heard about this podcast and coming on, I went straight to my mom because she's who I always go to first. And that was her number one thing, too, was the health, um, the yearly health care check, because it helps so much in the lives of the women who love you. Um, it can prevent, they can detect cancers, they can detect heart disease, diabetes, so many things. And it just helps the women in your life so much because they, they really do love and care about your health. A little peace of mind there. Catch it early yeah. enough. Yeah. Do something about it. And I do need to mention, Tammy, you're in a family of doctors. So I think that says a lot <laughs> yeah. that you're in a family of doctors. And that's still like getting the men doctors in your life to go get those checkups is hard yeah. and a challenge. Yeah. It's how hard and a challenge. Is. And they should know better. Yeah. Troy, should. you should know better. I know. <laughs> I know I should. Troy's it's dad, so you true. should know better. <laughs> My dad should know better. We should all know better. All it's know true. Better. true. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, work on reframing. Go to that woman in your life 
or multiple women and let us know how it goes at hello at the scope radio.com. Thanks for listening. And thanks for caring about men's health.